Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Hey, yeah, I saw. What? What'd you see? As uh, never mind. Celebrities, <laughs> celebrity celebrities in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I. Uh, what? Think Jane? I saw something or read something. Were you uh, out of the country like till just recently? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This um, this weekend. Um, well, last Wednesday, I was in London for three days, and then a Sun a Saturday. Uh, went to Dublin, which was St. Oh, wow. Patrick's Day. Oh, my God. So you were yeah, in I, Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. Well, yeah. <laughs> they always let one Jew in. and uh, <laughs> no, You were it no. this year. You made the cut. <laughs> yeah, I made the cut. <laughs> no, it was great. Um, they have this show, the Ray Darcy show. It's like our Saturday Night Live. Okay. You oh, know, nice. And uh, so I was the guest this, uh, th- this week. And no kidding. You were like the guest host of that show? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very huh. cool. And then I, uh, so, you know, you're on the couch, they interview you and that kind of stuff. And nice. it, it, it was really nice. And then, cool. and, and then, did, do you, when you oh. fly there, I'm just yeah. curious because I'm, uh, Megan and I are mortal souls. So we all just go over and <laughs> buy, buy a, a ticket, ticket and stand in line and go through the, all the security Head, stuff. Head, shoulders, knees and toes. So, oh. But you fly your, your uh, golf stream over, don't you? I would, but I feel your pain right now. <laughs> No, this was this you was flew an commercial. Oh, well, because we'll we'll go, Megan. Yeah. And I'll, they'll lose our luggage Absolutely. or something, you know. <laughs> and then beat oh. us. But that doesn't happen to him. It he's flying was first class. a nightmare. Beyond the obvious problem of other people on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to Amazing. get to come back because the show, you know. Arrange for the tickets. Yeah, woe is woe is us. I know. Yeah. I, so you know, I had to fly from here? Dublin to London to get the flight back to the states because right. you, you know yesterday I had the show in Connecticut. So I, I get on the. It's snowing in Dublin, but a lot of snow. So and they're not used to that. And so I'm sitting on the plane because I got to make a connection. We were on the plane for three hours. Really. Ugh. And then they brought Sitting. the de-icer, and that broke down. And you can just sit And I'm looking, and anything. I see the time going by, and, of course, I missed the connection to the States. Uh. So now I arrive in London, and I'm thinking, well, what do I do? And all these other people had problems, too, but excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so, they know how to get by in day-to-day bro. life, yeah. which is something that you... Oh, oh, Mr. Springer, come this way. Mr. Springer, please yeah. follow us. So, uh, and they, we find a flight. Uh, that's going uh, to the States, a, B- a British air flight. And they, we run there. They get me on. But before I get on, I go, I, I can't, I need my luggage. Are you sure the luggage will come off? <laughs> We're absolutely sure. We marked yours down. We're, it will make the plane uh, because they're not going to put it on any other plane. They don't put their luggage on unless the person's on, security reasons. So we'll get the luggage on. Don't worry, Mr. Springer. How'd that work? Fine. Well, so I get on the plane, and I finally take a deep breath, because, you know, it, it's been already a 10-hour day. Yeah. So oh. now, I'm on the plane. Now, they got a nice and first class. You get a little bed and a, uh, well, you know, a little area. Ho, ho, well, ho, 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 ho. No, it's not ho, an area. Ho. It's a, what do you Hold call on. it? Hold on. 
Like a cubicle? A so, cubicle. So he's roughing it in first hold class on. on British Airways. Let's get there. Oh, <laughs> hold on. I know nothing about this. Are you saying that in first class, I guess this would be like on European flights or yeah. long flights. You've seen this, like the cubes, they're cool. You have a cubicle? Your own little like rich ass little place you go well, into? Well, they and didn't have my name on it. It, it was just, <laughs> yeah. So I, I in, in the cube, yeah. And, uh, but that, that was kind of nice. Yeah. The seat could have been softer, but okay. So I'm there in the cubicle, and they, you know, you, they bring you your meal with a nice white tablecloth and everything. Christ. No. Meanwhile, those in coach are getting anyway. tossed a bagel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Good yeah. luck. And dogs are <laughs> running around and yeah. dying it's, and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's about, it's a... Coffee. It's yeah. about a seven, <laughs> seven and a half hour flight going uh, west. <laughs> So I'm, on, I'm in the middle of the flight. I'm sitting there reading. The, it's kind of dark because, uh, you know, people are watching the, the movies, et cetera. And I'm reading my book. Then I feel someone kind of really? grab my arm. And I figure, well, maybe they just were walking by and bumped. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and then again, and then this elderly gentleman kind of leans into me. And he says, uh, excuse me, I asked the flight attendants if it'd be okay if I just uh, said hello to you. Uh, said, well, yeah. Uh, some earthling, you know. yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, snuck up there from yeah. tourists or something. And he says, he says, are, are you Jerry Springer? You look just like And I said, uh, uh, yes. And he, he says, well, I'm Paul. And as soon as he said Paul and I looked at him, it was Paul McCartney. Shut up. Shut up. I swear to God. Now it gets better. I hate you. <laughs> That is yeah. so not fair. Oh, it was wonderful. So it's Paul McCartney. <laughs> and he just stood there and, and talked cool. for a while. And then he says, uh, do you mind if I sit down? And, you know, in the cubicles, You're they have like, now. I swear to that God. That's so cool. <laughs> and we are then talking. He's in your cubicle? Yeah, for about, yeah, it was my cubicle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> No, and, 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 and honestly, we took. 20 minutes, a half hour. I mean, a long, Damn. we just talked about it. We covered lots of stuff. Just the nicest, most, and, and the whole time we're talking, in the back of my mind, I say, I know Mickey wants a picture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can you do that and be cool? <laughs> but you can't. You can't do it I, be I, cool. I, Megan, <laughs> you know the coolest thing about this? I had not heard this story. He okay. actually kept it fresh. I know nothing of this. <laughs> what is cool Mickey wants the picture. I get it. Oh, yeah. But the cool thing is I know because he has this podcast, we're going to have Paul McCartney oh, on. Up, he obviously <laughs> asked him. He obviously said, I do a podcast. It's just a phone call. A You'll be on our show. When are we going to have him on? How did that conversation go, Jerry? Uh, Tell us, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold yeah, on. It went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And moms, you moms, job. put your hands over your kids' ears. <laughs> Megan, the dumbest shit in the world would not miss asking him to be on the podcast. Oh. And in and fact, we had and someone. Yet. We had someone on our podcast. Remember talking about how they got Paul the McCartney yeah. on the voicemail to talk to, and then you know, towards the end of the conversation, he says, "You know, we ought to get together." And uh, I said, "Well, we could go to a ball game or something like that." He says, "Yeah, maybe a Knicks game." Uh, Maybe a Reds game and come and do the podcast you knit with. Thank what is you. wrong with you? Thank you. <laughs> but when he Thank said you. the Knicks game, I said, no, I like professional basketball. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he said, oh, and that was his relationship with Paul McCartney. Yeah, <laughs> then it ended. But honestly, it was he was just the warmest, nicest, cool. nothing you know, nothing celebrity. And I just couldn't after he was so genuine, and it was so nice. And then at Can the I get end your to picture? say, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, now it's like I want to use the picture, you know, so we could have a subject on the podcast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wow, that just came that, out just like that. That's just what like you that. think but, of us, Gene. Uh, no. <laughs> it wasn't all good because now, if I had not rushed to get on that plane, I wouldn't have met Paul McCartney. Yes. But because I did meet Paul McCartney, I lost my luggage. Whoa. So that cost me two suits. Hmm. Whoa. You had to go buy two suits to do the show? Is that what you're saying? I had price my of people. most people's cars. Yeah, your people. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That is really cool, though. That's I did. So my luggage did arrive. It did. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. When he g- comes in, it, it, the reason I know if we can somehow track him down, he would, I don't know, but I would think he would come on this show I think, over I mean, the phone. You know, you is that he sure, sought but... you out. You, you didn't seek him out, and then it's I, like, well, we don't know exactly what he thinks of you. That was... what, what did he ask you and talk to you about? Did he know you have a political side? Had he seen you on any of those talking head shows? He knew, actually, he did know my... Uh, well, yeah, he's... Our show has been in England for 27 years. And is that what he talked to you about? Well, did a little he... that, but he, we also talked politics. So okay. yeah, he knew, he, he knew my politics. Ooh, what did he and... have to say about politics? Oh, they're so, <laughs> so proud of the Americans. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm sure there were some choice words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are really doing but, a bang-up job. <laughs> and then he's going, I mean, he was talking about his family, and, and he's going out to L.A. Uh, he's making an album right now. He's in the middle of making an album. That's so and, cool. And um, I said, what kind of pictures will it have? I hate you. This is why you don't. You shouldn't get to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You ruin I'd it. I'd say he laughed at three out of five of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. a very generous man, that Paul yeah, McCartney. Yeah. I was batting 600. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is really that was, It was really exciting cool. for me. Really cool. You know. Hey, yeah. think about this. Uh, several weeks ago, and this is true, you sang Blowing in the Wind with Noel Paul Stuckey at Peter, Paul, and Mary. It's my, it's my month of Paul's. I know. <laughs> and then you meet uh, Paul McCartney. Can you imagine how excited he is? <laughs> <laughs> that really is neat, Jerry. And it also <laughs> says something, all kidding aside, about, because we do a lot of joking about what is the impact of the Jerry Springer TV show, because it's so entertaining and it... it because it is what it is, and yet celebrities at his level, he's pretty. I mean, he's, he's up a, there. What, <laughs> Sorry, he Jerry. Sir, he is, is sir. He sir Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's quite amazing that they that he would come. I'm not surprised, but it's pretty cool that he sought you out and it, wanted. Uh, forget that it was me. The fact that he would do it with anybody, with anybody. and I mean, that's what was so nice. Yeah, just, just but like yeah. humble and just very cool. No, you 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 have a you you connect with a lot of people, including. But, you know, a couple rich guys sitting. I still can't picture these cubicles. It just... You can, have you not seen that online? Like you, No. Google, Gene. Just Google Amazing. it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyone... Hey, There's I'm, no point in it. I mean, no, it's not, gonna it's not, get not like he's going to see it in real life anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, all right. No, not going to happen. What's the point? Uh, we've got uh, Casey Campbell coming yeah. on. Is our yes. Very act. own Casey Campbell. <laughs> We're also going to ask Jerry to talk about uh, what he sees as Donald Trump's strategy as he faces the tightening of the screws of 
You use uh, that special, term. You use that uh, term loosely. Yeah, I know. Of uh, Mueller. But I'm thump. Uh, yeah, but I saw on I think something on Facebook about that showed you singing some Elvis when you were in Dublin. By the way, you were so you weren't in England. You were you no. Were at in first, Ireland. I, I did some shows in England on Thursday and Friday. Okay. I'm sorry, Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday up to Dublin. Okay, and I think our podcast still runs on a station. Oh, in we are England, Saturday right? nights, and yeah, yeah. In, Every Saturday night, we're on on a talk radio station there. They run the podcast as a radio show. That's very That's cool. So cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to, Casey doesn't know this is going to happen, but I'm going to ask him if <laughs> he knows Love Me Tender, because I know you know Love Me Tender, the Elvis song. It's the only song I know. And maybe, uh, and <laughs> yeah. Casey's an amazing singer. and He's he working do, at it. Well, yeah, Kennedy. <laughs> No Maybe Jerry we'll see if he'll, he'll be out. He's no Jerry Springer. But. Yeah, yeah. Be nice, because if he doesn't come up here, we're screwed. We're really screwed. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know the second verse. Yeah, you'll be yeah. singing. Uh, but Casey, by the way, along with Crystal Peterson, was the winner of the uh, Cincinnati Musician Activist Talent Search, put on by or, or conducted yes, by. Yes, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Conducted by Music to Life, which is the national charity of Noel Paul Stuckey and Peter Paul and Mary. So that's why they were in town. And uh, so in, in case he might even do a song that is going to be part of that project. I'm looking good. forward to that. Um, I uh, and a good portion of the crew here at the Jerry Springer podcast. You may have noticed we were as we came in, we were draped in purple. And you you wear purple, Megan, when there's been a death. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we are Jimmy Pruce, David Pruce, Ryan, myself. We are mourning the loss of Xavier University, second round of the NCAA tournament. I was wondering where you were going tournament. with that, Gene. I got to yeah. tell you. <laughs> I was like, That's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And the University of Cincinnati. And the University yeah. of Cincinnati. Both teams went you know, down within about a five-hour period. Cats, yeah, I have not the moved on. still on. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, University of Kentucky. And I'm a Kentuckian, too, so I'm, I'm for that. But Deer Park High School apparently is doing well for it, the state championship. Apparently, I mean, yeah. for Cincinnati residents, you've yeah. got to vote for root for Deer Park because there's no other team that you has any hope. This is going now. No, yes. but anyway, go ahead. Well, no, my I mean, old high school, McNichols High School, by no, the way, I think the guy who drove me in told yeah. me that. That's oh, really? <laughs> that's, all, right. that's why I threw in Deer Park. Well, there you go. Who knew? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Is Jerry a Loyola fan? Oh, yeah, you were a Loyola Chicago fan because they're in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Yeah, but I went to Northwestern, so. I know you did, yeah. (laughs) I get it. (sighs) Sorry about your loss, Gene. We are sorry to see Xavier. The tuition was a little higher. (laughs) I know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey. Wow. uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, I wish Loyola a lot of luck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. What do they have that that nun Sister Jane or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, the yeah. she's she's really cool. Woman. Yeah, she's, she's very. She's cool. the good luck charm. You know what? I'm going to be rooting for them now. Right? Yeah, I remember that story. That was yeah. a hard sell. Now, by the way, 19. <laughs> let's keep this in mind. 1962, University of Cincinnati had won the NCAA championship two years in a row. Yes, this was a year before Oscar Robertson, yeah. the greatest basketball player who ever played the game came to Cincinnati to play for the University of Cincinnati, Crispus High School, Indianapolis. So I sound like Jerry Springer, don't I? I like I know some facts about something. But anyway, 
They were going for their <laughs> third win in a row. Third national championship. Third national championship. Did they run up against Ohio State? They ran up against Loyola of Chicago, Ooh. and they lost in overtime okay. to Loyola of Chicago. And you have the nerve to be rooting for them now. No, well, I don't know. Well, no, that's fine. No. <laughs> well, no, you know I'm not. I'm, I hate them. I hate them. I'm against them. <laughs> no grudges help, yes. though. We're good. Yeah, I, I'm, they're, I'm yeah. Bishmoka with you. I'm not, yeah. you know, that's Bishmoka. a Catholic school. I'm Bishmoka. <laughs> Um, it is, it hey, is thick in here today. Robert, Mule, Robert Mueller is uh, investigating a lot of stuff. We're, we're not even sure all. Uh, do you sense that Donald Trump has a strategy to deal with these this wrench that keeps tightening? Uh, his his strategy is more instinctive than thought out. I mean, I don't think he's you know, sat there and say, now, how am I going to handle this? I just think he's, which is his, if he has a talent, it's his instinctive way to know how to get something. And uh, let's start out by saying that whatever the charges are, he's guilty. Now, I know that sounds like an absurdity to not know what the specific charges are, but the reason, it's kind of like saying O.J. Simpson really, was guilty. He was found not guilty, but, you know, most people go around and say, yeah, he really did kill her, you know. So, but with Trump, the reason I say whatever it is, he's guilty of something because when you're innocent, you act innocent. And everything he has done publicly, so it's not like we have any inside information. Even if you know nothing about what Mueller is investigating— Nothing about the inside story, just what he has done on television, his, his behavior, his tweets, they are all responses of a guilty person. He's on television, you know, in public, he's obstructed justice already. We've seen it. So he fires Comey. He fires Andrew McCabe. Uh, he blasts uh, the Attorney General Sessions for recusing himself on the whole Russian um, involvement with the Trump campaign. He uh, fired Sally Yates, uh, the Assistant Attorney, Deputy Attorney General. His tweets on Mueller, his tweets on Rosenstein. He fired Tillerson for saying something, you know, on, on the day he said something, finally, that we ought to get tough with Russia. Um, he gets the House Investigative Committee to uh, stop the Russian investigations. He keeps every interview saying, they ought to stop this. I want this over with. Now, as honest as anyone can be, with no partisanship, as hard as that is, try, with no partisanship, you know very well that if he, if you had not done anything, any human being that was totally innocent wouldn't be doing all these things. Why wouldn't the response of the President of the United States be upon being told that Russia may have meddled in our election, why wouldn't your response was, get to the bottom of this right away? Whoever you have to talk to, etc. Anyone who was involved in this campaign, you ought to get them, investigate them. If they were in, involved, full uh, power of the law should come down on them. I mean, that's the response 
of a chief executive whose major responsibility is to care and defend the United States of America. That's what an innocent person would do. I'm not even talking about a courageous person, any human being. If you're innocent, you don't do everything that Trump is doing. It is the behavior of a guilty person. So he sits at home, you know, in the White House, whatever, and he sits and he, he knows what he's done, right? He's the one person clearly that knows what he's done and why he wants this investigation to stop. So what possible strategies could he have? And they're being discussed all the time. Well, the first one you hear about, he is he going to fire Mueller to stop this investigation? That would create real problems. Even some, some Republicans are talking, well, that would be the grounds for moving towards impeachment. It's kind of like when Nixon uh, fired Archibald Cox uh, back in the Watergate era. Uh, that was the beginning of the end of Nixon. Um, he, but, so that's one thing. He could try to do that, but that would bring it to a head. So he may be afraid to do that, but he still could do it. Another thing he could do is Mueller could finish the investigation and then file his report. But it goes to the Justice Department. How do you know that the Justice Department is going to make it public? What if they say this is all, you know, high security, top security? And uh, we, have to, we have the report now. We know what happened, but we have to keep it secret. Or we're going to redact some parts of it so we don't find out what goes on. He could, they could release the report fully and still not do anything. What if they issue the report and say, yeah, they did this, they did that, and did that, but then it's still up to the, the government to do something about it. What confidence do we have that the government, as long as it's controlled by Republicans here, that they will do anything about it? He could refuse the subpoena that Mueller would probably then give him if he said, I'm not going to testify. He'll get subpoenaed. What if he says, I don't care, I'm not doing it, and then goes to the court? That'll drag out. It'll get buried there in the court. What if he takes the Fifth Amendment, which he has every right to do? It stops it there. But here's the point I'd like to make. Whatever decision he makes about how he's going to respond to his guilt in his mind, knowing that what he did, his fate rests 100% in the hands of Republicans. So the only thing which can get him in trouble is if the Republicans turn on him. Whether that's either impeachment, an indictment, whatever, it's going to take the Republicans to do it. Now, why haven't the Republicans, other than Republicans that aren't running for re-election, why have the Republicans been so quiet about it? The Republicans have just sat back in silence including disgustingly uh, the, the majority leader in the Senate and the Speaker of the House. You know, it's unbelievable how quiet they are and everything that's going on. The Republicans are keeping quiet because they're worried about being primaried out or the people in their own constituency, in their own district that elected them, they'll see that these guys are, un, you know, unsupportive of the president that we voted for, that the Republicans will say. So they're scared. 
So somehow, what Trump needs to happen, he has to give the Republicans cover so that they won't be afraid to support him. As soon as it becomes clear to members of Congress, they won't be punished if they go against Trump. That's when it falls apart for Trump. So Republican congressional candidates, Republican congressmen, Republican senators, they all are thinking in their own minds, if I go against Trump, what is the consequence of that? So Trump has to make sure that they know they're going to pay a price for going against him. So Trump has to give Republicans cover. And what is that cover? It is the one thing that is consistent with everything Trump has been doing for the last six months. And we all think he's gone crazy. What's he doing? All these tweets, all this. He has to make the issue look as if it's partisan. So he rips into every prosecutor. He rips into every newspaper, the media, into every politician that goes against him, into every report that comes out, into every woman that brings a case against him. He rips against all of them, trying to bring in, and he hasn't thought about this, it's instinctive, trying to bring them into a fight. Because when the Democrats say, that's too far, Mr. President, you can't do it, ah, Trump's got him because now it's Democrats versus Republicans. And once a Republican congressman sees that this is a partisan fight, that all of this Russian stuff has nothing to do with Russia or the fall of America, it has to do with Democrats and Republicans fighting for power, then we're on Trump's turf. And remember, he doesn't have to get a majority of the people or even a majority of the Congress or majority of the Senate, just like how he got the presidency. He didn't need a majority of the voters. He's got to get enough in order to throw him out of office if he got impeached, two-thirds of the United States Senate. Two-thirds. That takes an awful lot of Republicans to go against him. But if he can give the Republicans the ability to go back to their districts, back to their states, and said, hey, this whole Russian thing is pure partisanship. The, the committees are coming back with separate reports. You know, the Democrats are screaming. They're just trying to get back in the, you know, back control of the Senate, the Congress, etc. That's all they need. Even if they're wrong, they can just say that. So then a congressman can go to a meeting and say, well, the reason I voted for it is because, honestly, this is partisan. If I thought there was anything to this, I would have, of course, been there. That is instinctively what Trump's strategy is. Make the Russia issue a partisan issue because that will get enough Republicans to feel safe in sticking with Trump. That's what's going on. And now coming to the stage, we have our very own Casey Campbell. How are you doing, Casey? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing good. That's good. You gonna sing us a little song? I reckon I will. I think I'm gonna sing one with Jerry here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do uh, do Love Be Tender or at least a little piece oh, yeah. of it? Yeah. 
Caseyola Company. This rant wasn't bad enough. <laughs> I just I just heard your latest singing foray that's on YouTube there. On the YouTube. From your, oh, from you your got Dublin a get, show. Yeah, that was a, a, a can't help falling in love. That was I can't. Yeah, you did a fine job. That's, I, that's what I told you. I, I can there are tell no why, bonuses. I can tell why they thought you were lip syncing. It was that good. It was that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. There, it's they a, it was, they really there's did. something going on in Ireland now where people are calling in saying he lip synced. You're causing controversy over there now. Too much get there. So let's see how Love Me Tender. Yeah, oh, why really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. Prove your what, haters what, wrong, Jer. There's what no, key there's do you no do this thinking. Then? What key? Yeah. L, L sharp. L sharp. I think I know that one. <laughs> love me. Prove those haters wrong, How's that? Springer. Love me tender. Love me true. Never let me go. Oh my darling, I love you, and I always will. Love me tender, love me true, all my dreams fulfill. Oh my darling, I love you. And I always win. Elvis Presley. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is Elvis at 74. <laughs> you know, this is exactly how he would have sounded. <laughs> yep. If he would have just said no. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, those... I, yeah, unpop that collar there, Spring. Yeah. Tuck that right back in where that belongs. <laughs> thank you, Casey. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry, Casey, but thank you. You're all right. You're all all right. right. I hear you're going to sing for us, Ain't Gonna Let Nobody Turn Me Around. Yeah, Tell I was talking to Gene about this song. Uh, this is one, what, it was the second the second week of podcasts. We, we had uh, episode three and four were the David Fankhauser Civil Rights mm-hmm. uh, episodes and right uh i, I just the, that night was a, a really important one and uh i i really took to the message and some of the stories and i i said this when we uh performed this at the uh the show over there at octave um you know i had to come up to cincinnati i was born and raised in alabama um just outside of birmingham i went to school at jacksonville state university which by the way got hit by a tornado last night they're oh, they're no. dealing oh, yeah they're dealing with some uh, really bad stuff down there right now but Whoa. uh that that's the part of the country that I was born and raised in and spent all my time until I was a young adult. And uh, I had to come up to Cincinnati to learn that in Anniston, Alabama, just 20 miles from there is where they uh, blew up the bus. They, you know, they tried to, they tried to uh, cause some really mass yeah. casualties. And Casey, there. just to give quick background, we're yeah, talking yeah. about the Freedom Riders. Mm-hmm. Of oh yeah. The spring of 1961, David Fankhauser was one of the, he lives in Cincinnati, former professor at the University of Cincinnati, and one of the brave men and women who went south to ride buses deep into the south to test and challenge drinking fountain laws. Yeah. Uh, African-American and Caucasian young college students went into these settings in bus stations and they violated the rules. And that bus was firebombed, and these people, including David Fankhauser, were put into jail. He spent 43 days at yeah. Parchman Prison. That's a work farm. Down in Mississippi. And where is that? Jackson, Mississippi. That was in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, that was on the second leg. That was the leg that 
they did, I think he said, after the bus bombing. Right. Because the bus he bombing. was the second wave. Yeah, because the bus bombing fired him up. You know, that, I mean, that was, a, that was a really just horrific event. He came from Central State University in Ohio. Yeah. And uh, they sang songs, yep. uh, civil rights songs, in prison for 43 days to A, sustain themselves, and B, to kind of stay connected because mm-hmm. they were in a long cell block as David Fankhauser describes it and you look out of their bars and all you would see was a wall and some windows that led outside and they could yell at each other and communicate and sing these songs right Casey that's right this was uh ain't gonna let nobody turn me around it's been used I was talking to Gene he said when they struck when the Cincinnati teachers struck 40 years ago uh they sang this song and uh uh, Cincinnati teachers haven't had to strike since because they know that they can't mess with them now because they know that they'll they'll organize you know and that's part of it and so so this is a uh, congregational tune and we're gonna be mm-hmm. so everybody get your note and we're gonna sing uh, I'm gonna let nobody turn me around we're gonna sing uh, in honor of that and uh, uh, in honor of the uh, West Virginia teachers who just struck to get uh, a better livable wage gonna sing ain't gonna let no school board turn me around and we're gonna sing ain't gonna let no president turn me around because it don't matter it doesn't matter who's in that office because we the people that is this country and we have to we have to recognize that and i i thank jerry so much every week for trying to draw attention to stuff that really needs to be talked about in a civil way but you know there there are just some barbaric things going on in higher levels of government right now we just can't take that we just we just can't so we're going to sing those three uh, verses tonight uh, we'll just keep a nice short version of this song but this is going to be part of this civil rights uh, project that crystal and i are going to be working on uh, we hope to do something rather big with this song in particular just because it was so powerful to me and i uh, want to try to make sure it stays that way so. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me round, turn me round, turn me round. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me round. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, marching to freedom land. All right, we're gonna do that again. So now everybody knows the song. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me round. We're gonna sing, ain't gonna let nobody, ain't gonna let no school board. Ain't gonna let no president, all right? Everybody's got a voice. Don't be afraid. Sing out. Okay, I can do it. If Jerry Springer can do it, folks, I think you can. (laughs) Mm, Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, oh, turn me around, oh, turn me around. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking. Marching to freedom land Yes, ain't gonna let No school board turn me round Oh, turn me round Oh, turn me round Ain't gonna let No school board turn me round I'm gonna keep on a-walking Keep on a-talking Marching to freedom land Yes, ain't gonna let No president turn me round President, turn me around. I'm gonna keep on a walking, a keep on a talking, a marching to freedom land. That's it. Thank you. 
So that's what a voice sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a voice, too, Case, man. Oh, thank you all Fill so much. Fill a room, brother. <laughs> I try. If I would have known, he'd be My mother singing, told me to sing out when I was in church. She sing said, out, open Louise. your mouth. Sing I said, out. open your mouth and sing. I said, okay. What else you got for us there, sir? The song is called August 1st, 2011. I, this, I may have oh, played this on my very first appearance, but that was almost three years ago yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, that's almost three years three ago years. right now. Can yeah, you believe actually, you've been doing it that long? It. Yep. Yeah. Ludlow, Kentucky is taking you for that long, Jerry. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> August 1st, 2011 is the name of the song. I play my song every night for red taillights and transvestites in the subway. Concrete it don't leave a track like an old dirt road when I was barefoot walking. Trees still don't bend against the wind. Time and again I hear them talking to me. Small towns never stood a chance to cage a man who's dead without his freedom. I'm alone. From the man you knew before I'm a long way from my home mm, It's hard to go to work for just a check When I checked out long ago And it's time to cut the strings And all these useless things that held me down for so long Waste a day, you waste a year, you wake and ask yourself, where did the time go? Dreams like empty cans are scattered along around the high grass of your dirt more of Casey's music where can they go Casey uh, Casey Campbell music all one word dot com there you go Casey Campbell music dot com and if you would please sir Jerry Springer's rendition uh, oh man down I by can't. the riverside I'm gonna ruin this now <laughs> <laughs> we could honestly do this show every week with you you're that good <laughs> we really could we really oh, could Jerry, I appreciate it <laughs>
Great job. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to book the music and work with you guys every week, week in and week out. It helps me meet people that I want to meet along the way because there are uh, so many wonderful artists out there doing, you know, what I'm trying to do too. And so it's a... Uh, and Casey is our music coordinator for the yeah. Jerry Springer podcast. So yeah. the acts you hear, they come through Casey. And we yeah. couldn't do this without it. Yep, absolutely. Oh, well, I appreciate you all. I really do. I'm not paying you a penny more. <laughs> 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 You're nothing if not consistent, sir. I don't want. Yep, I don't. <laughs> don't know what else to say. say I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I reckon I got to play this song anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. Man. That goes. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.